1: It's still Grammy nominee week, and this time we'll talk to a certain Chicago star and jazz singer. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset.
2: I feel like that black crow flying in a blue
1: listening to right now is a cover of Joni Mitchell's Black Crow. It's the first track off an album called Super Blue, The Iridescent Spree. That smooth, silky voice is Kurt Elling. Kurt is another Chicago musician nominated for next year's Grammy Awards. Most recently, he's been nominated for Best Alternative Jazz Album, along with his co-creators. We got a chance to chat with Kurt about his latest work, this new Grammy category, and we heard about his journey from singing in the church choir to performing on stages worldwide. Kurt's an artist of many accolades, Grammys alone. He's already won two and been nominated for more than a dozen. So I asked Kurt whether this recent nomination hits as hard as the first, eighth, or even 14th time.
2: It's never a bad day to win a Grammy. It was never a bad day to have a Grammy nomination come in. One, one doesn't get inured. Um, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to have the life I'm having, to be able to be out on the road and make music for people and have, have all these different bands and be able to interact with these great, great musicians that I've had. I've had such a, such a good time with. Yeah. So no, it, ne- it never really gets old. I'm happy about it every time.
1: Let's talk a bit more about those, uh, those musicians you're working with. This time around, you worked alongside musicians, Charlie Hunter, Corey Fonville, and DJ Harrison—they're all being nominated for Best Alternative Jazz Album. With you, your past nominations—they've been for you know Best Jazz Vocal Album or Vocal Performance. So, I mean, this is a completely new category. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, yeah, it is a brand new category, and I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad that the Academy has seen fit to create a new category. You know, jazz is is always the most forward thinking of musics uh, and yet people tend to and a lot of people even with that within the jazz world tend to think of it or tend to listen to it only in, kind of looking over their shoulders or in the rearview mirror as mm. though it's a little bit more of, a, of, a, of an old-timey kind of a music but really jazz people are inventing every night there's improvisation every night and if you're improvising all the time you're going to have new sounds and there's got to be a way to think about the way people are making those new sounds.
1: Let's listen to a song called Bounce It from the album.
2: Bat, bat, beat, sting, and stir. Pip it in a go tap, bounce and blur. Rinse shot, slap. It's back we dance and dab, it's back a lane break attack, get ready cuz we're coming at ya super blue. And never nothing have a beat rather what I want to do, we're super back to back tracks stack to give that
1: So I love when you say that, you know, jazz is the most forward thinking of music. When I look at, at what the the Grammy Academy defines alternative jazz as, Uh, It says it's a a genre-blending, envelope-pushing hybrid that mixes jazz with other genres, including R&B, hip-hop, rap, electronic dance, spoken word, etc. Would you agree? Is that how you would describe alternative jazz? No, I mean, you know,
2: anytime you you get a, a bunch of people in a room to try to figure out, well, what kind of category are we going to come up with, or how are we going to describe music itself? You know, that's a bunch of words that are as good as any. I, you know, in addition to jazz being the most forward thinking, in my opinion, of the forms of music, I think it, of it as the most syncretic art form, meaning any music or any genre or any rhythm or any sound that jazz musicians encounter, that the jazz uh, idiom encounters, it has the propensity to adopt, to take in, to to uh, turn it on its head, to turn it sideways. Mm-hmm to digest it in such a way that it reinvigorates jazz itself. So it's a perfectly legit category as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not just saying that because I got a Grammy nomination of it.
1: Why the title Super Blue? Because I know you and guitarist and producer Charlie Hunter worked on a previous 2021 album also titled Super Blue.
2: You know, we had to think of a cool name for uh, this kind of... uh, constellation style collaborative event that we're doing as super blue. Charlie and I are kind of the nexus. And then you mentioned Corey Fonville and DJ Harrison from that great band, Butcher Brown. Um, but we've also worked with people like Nate Smith and the Huntertones. you know, all these musicians from, from, from kind of the beyond category, uh, uh, arena. And what we're trying to do is just, in, you know, learn more, invest more, see what we can come up with, uh, I throw in a bunch of people into a frying pan and we all get, we all get heated up together. So, Why super blue? Uh, well, it was the, it was the title track from the first super blue record, uh, which was a piece that Freddie Hubbard recorded a bunch of years ago and that I put some lyrics to. Uh, and it just, uh, it just seemed like it stuck. It doesn't really mean any, any specific thing until you put enough road mileage under it with enough music. And then people will say, Oh, super blue. It means that band.
1: All right, well, let's hear another song off the new album. This one is Only the Lonely Woman. to tell you Kurt when my team and I hear this one we think of James Bond for some reason but tell us how this one came together
2: well um, Lonely Woman is a very very famous composition from the great uh, composer and saxophonist Ornette Coleman changed the face of jazz and really pointed toward the future and I'm so grateful to Donardo Coleman Ornette's son for allowing us to record this version for allowing me to write a lyric for it It's another case in which here's me trying to, you know, uh, embiggen the jazz vocalist's category by way of the material that's possible. I like to write lyrics to existing compositions. And, you know, Ornette's music is so melodic, and this is such an iconic melody. And I'm, you know, so this is us taking that on, taking on Lonely Woman and finding out what it sounds like in 20. 24.
1: I see. Now, you've worked with Charlie Hunter before, as, as we mentioned, but have you worked with Corey Fonville and DJ Harrison before?
2: No, Charlie pulled in Corey and DJ into the mix. Uh, this was during COVID. And we were all trying to, you know, like everybody, trying to figure out a way to stay alive, try to keep your heart alive, trying to keep the music happening. And there was no way for us, obviously, to be in the same studio at the same time. Uh, and Charlie and DJ and, and Corey were all, you know, much more experienced in the kind of studio magic where, you, you know, a, a single musician or a couple of musicians can go into the studio and they can lay down tracks. And then you send the tracks around and everybody invests, you know, themselves in um, in, in the track, you know, individually in different cities. And that's really what pulled this project together. We all needed a way to stay alive and to stay creative and to continue collaborating with one another. And thank you, Charlie, for, for making that possible. And thank you, technology and, 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 you know, the way the studio can work these days.
1: I want to switch gears here and talk a little bit more about you, Kurt. You've once talked about being a jazz musician as a lifelong dedication. You, you've compared it to learning math. You have to start where you're at. So where did you start? your journey with
2: music? Well, my dad was a church musician out in Rockford. And uh, so there was, there was just always music around. He was fully invested and he was very inspiring to the choirs that he led and to the students that he taught. And that was such a, I, I was in it so much that I didn't even know. It's like you're in the soup and you're just, you're just in it and all the spices are there and you don't you just think this is reality. Everybody mm. sings all the time. Uh, But at the same time, you know, we'd go for long drives, go out to visit grandparents and such. And my dad would always play what they used to call music of your life radio, because he was a World War II veteran. So there was always, you know, Matt Cole and some Sinatra and Miss Peggy Lee and that kind of a thing. And I really kind of feel like I have a secondhand nostalgia for World War II era swinging music and for swinging music in general. Uh, But of course, I didn't think, you know, that any uh, professional version of that was possible for me. I just sang it for the love of it. I didn't think as a kid growing up in the way, way, way out there, Bill, that, you know, any of these people were still alive. I mean, that coal had been dead for decades, you know, that kind of a thing. And it wasn't really until I came to Chicago as a graduate student at the University of Chicago, and I was, you know, by day trying to read all these heavy, dead, white German guys, and at night I was sitting in on all the clubs, you know, with Von Freeman and Eddie Johnson and Ed Peterson. And I was up to the mill all the time. And I was down at Alexander Steakhouse, And I just was investing myself in that music uh, as a psychic release. But the musicians on the scene were so welcoming to me and so encouraging to me and You know, ultimately, I I kind of feel like Saturday night kind of won out over Sunday morning. But I really owe it to the musicians on the Chicago scene for giving me my vocation.
1: Yeah. In the past, you've talked about how when you're in a choir, you're usually with your friends and you're engaging in an activity together, singing. And it's spiritual, technical, physical, as well as intellectual. Is that how you still feel about singing, Kurt?
2: Well, I mean, it's... I mean the stuff i do these days uh is incredibly demanding um you know the the kind of wordplay that i'm at least attempting to engage in the ferocity the ferocious velocity if you will i mean it's you know we're really making hard music but we're making it for you know to really bust through people's the carapace of their everyday life and and to really uh invigorate everybody's spirit and that's a that takes every, 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 every ounce of my energy, dedication, uh, my intellect, for sure. I, I, I would agree with that
1: 100%. We're going to get into this a bit later in the conversation, Kurt, but you'll be going on tour early next year. I'm curious, as a, as a jazz singer, how would you go about improvisation during a, a live performance? How do you go about how you've said before, creating, not just reiterating?
2: There's always a the spirit of, of of improvisation, you know. You don't want to sing the same thing exactly the same way, and the musicians that I that I have, have involved myself with are always looking for, you know. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every night, but you definitely have all these kinds of room. There are new melodies to be had every night, and if the chord changes are happening, uh, then you just try to try to play whatever it is that you haven't played and try to make the most real. Uh, soul-stirring melody that you can't.
1: Speaking of live performances, here's a song that you sang at the Green Mill Jazz Club in Chicago back in 1999. This one is Smoke Gets In Your Eyes.
2: Asked me how I knew
0: My true love was true course replied something so deep inside
2: cannot be denied
1: beautiful what role or influence would you say chicago has on you and has had on your music especially back then
2: Oh, goodness. I mean, <laughs> what influence has it had? I'm, I'm so proud to be in Chicago. And, you know, I'm so proud that when I go out into the world, people, you know, other musicians are like, hey, man, what's happening back in Chicago these days? The first thing they want to know is is what the Chicago scene is like. The first thing they want to know is, you know, uh, what's, what's Chicago feeling like these days? And for them to take for granted that I'm the Chicago guy is something that I have always embraced and that i'm so proud of um because as i mentioned you know von freeman the great uh, south side chicago tenor player you know he taught generation after generation of jazz musicians in chicago not just you know the right chord changes not just how to put a set together by example you know he was really the embodiment of of the way chicago responds, reacts, how you stand, how you order a drink at the bar, how to know when you've had enough, how to, how to, how to be burly, how mm-hmm. to engage in a contest, a music contest with other musicians and come out on top. Not, not only that, but the, the the injection of gospel music and the blues in in the way that it has done so in a very specific way in the, in the Chicago sound, that there is a Chicago sound and I'm, I'm so proud to have my name, you know, among the people who are thought of as being Chicago people.
1: You know, some of the best jazz singers, they come to the table with their own unique style. Right. So I'm curious about some of those artists then for you that you look at their technique and you think, I want to try and emulate that or this really ex- inspires me. Folks from Chicago.
2: Yeah, well, when I think of the great jazz singers who have come out of Chicago, uh, I think about you know Nat Cole, uh, Andy Bay. Uh, I obviously think about Alou Rawls. Uh, you know, there's a there's a certain swagger. There's a there's a very potent male element in all of those cats. Um, you know, Joe Williams.
1: So after all these years, then of, of making music and performing and innovating, I wonder what you would tell your younger self.
2: I would just say, uh, man, just keep going. You're going to be fine. You know you're on the right road. You don't have to have the sleepless nights over it, man. You can just uh, just soak it all up, and you're 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 on the right path. That's 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 the only word that I would have needed at the time.
1: You're touring with your acoustic band starting in January. You'll actually be in our neck of the woods in Highland Park with Danilo Perez on May 3rd next year. What are you most looking forward to going back on the road?
2: You know, my hope is that that I can contribute to the joy of the world my hope is that i can if he, try to counterbalance the incredible terror and pain of everything that's happening in my own very 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 small way um and remind people of the joy that is waiting for them here in this life and and the fellowship and the love and the appreciation of beauty um that's that's really a, you know i i can't do much to fix this world but I can at least help people feel a little bit happier for 90 minutes a night.
1: That's Chicago-born jazz singer and musician Kurt Elling. Kurt was just nominated for the Best Alternative Jazz Album for his album Super Blue, The Iridescent Spree. Thank you so much for joining us, Kurt.
2: Shaka, thanks for having me on.
1: Let's go out on another song. Here is Not Here, Not Now. This conversation was produced by Micah Yason and was edited by Ethan Schwab. If you're enjoying our conversations with Chicago talent across the city, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You won't want to miss our upcoming interviews. You can also find us in your inbox. We bring a lovingly crafted newsletter every morning at 10 a.m. Sign up now at wbez.orgslash resetnews. That's it for Reset today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Have a great day there's an
2: alternate reality line, a multiverse, where I'm all granite cut and classic like an Atlas statue. I am the diamond you cry.